Oh. So, uh, shall we get this off with a burp? Who's gonna uh, give it I, to us? I already <laughs> used mine. There we Thank go. You. Wow. Thank did. you. Yeah. <laughs> now that's gonna be compressed and edited and ready to go. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome sure. to Koofcast uh, number. What is this? Eight. Ten. Double digits. Ten. Twelve. Yeah. Wow. Thirty-six. I'll no believe this one's from the future, anymore, guys. So no one knows what episode we're on. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I ain't got the, time for that. I am the boy with the finger in the dam. <laughs> what? It's just what? Are you? Are you quoting Huck Finn right now? No. I feel like he just oh. quoted like an old Dutch's wife. Yeah, tale I was or gonna something. say like isn't it the Dutch boy in the dam? I think. I fuck. I don't know. I don't know man. What's Huck Finn? Huck Finn? Pa- no, that's Tom Sawyer. Paint is the painting one. Yeah, Huck Finn's just a raft. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like something. <laughs> sounds like something you do with a raft. You put put your finger in a hole or something. I don't know. No. No. I don't know, man. It was a weird time. I mean, you people see, still. Boats, I mean, boats are people still shaped so they like dip underwater, and then there's buoyancy, but you have to worry about it leaking. A raft is flat. I mean, so it can't leak. Keith, Keith is just referencing the um, the. Uh, Tom Sawyer Huck Finn fan fiction he was reading earlier where oh, yeah, they started where he doing put, sexual experimentation it. on a ramp. Yeah. I'll be your Huckleberry. Ramp. Yeah, nothing nothing oh, really yeah. turns me on like slave ownership. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh well, we start the start of this no, one. No, no, we're just we're just gonna start talking about sticking our finger in Jim's dam. Is it Jim or Tim? Jim? Jim. Alright, so know. uh Shall we just uh, hop into some of our topics for today, or do we want to keep bullshitting? <laughs> which pot, Which topic do you want to start on, Bird? Okay. I don't know. Nobody really uh, mentioned Factorio. I we haven't talked about directly Factorio from yet. that topic to something worse. I want to uh, talk about Factorio. I don't I wanna know. I want to ask a quick question. Oh sure. Did Did anyone Did like everyone watch Totoro, or just all just the three of us? I mean. I've seen Totoro like four times, so okay. I didn't really yeah, feel like I just watching it. You two have seen it before, but when yeah, we that's mean, what I we, me and Bird yeah. just watched it two, two days ago, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Just just wanted to point that. I just wanted to ask. Yeah, okay. we've, all, we've all seen Totoro. Great, <laughs> great. <laughs> that was actually the topic that I could directly transition to from all the uh, the slash fiction stuff, because the Totoro so lyrics and the closing and the, the closing credits. The woman just starts singing with the cheesiest English lyrics, and it, oh, I know. it involves the lyrics saying that a furry white giant will show up next to you, and don't be afraid, <laughs> just open wide, are the actual lyrics of the song. Yep. And holy shit. <laughs> Did you watch it in English or um, Japanese? Oh, yeah, I watched it in English. Okay. No regrets. I watched it uh, subtitled, because Ooh. the English versions were... Bad. We can compare yeah. and contrast. It was so bad. <laughs> which, yeah. which versions did you check? Uh, I only was able to find the one from the eighties. Oh, I was only able to, yeah. The, I don't know how one, many English versions there are, but I, I three I, that I can think of. There's one from the eighties, one from the early nineties, and one by Disney in two thousand and five or yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think That's I watched the two thousand five Disney one because the voice acting was uh, good. I bet that one was had, much better, and it had yeah. people I recognized the, uh, the voices of. So yeah, it was because that the. One. Uh, the, the the version I found from like 1986 had horrible horrible oh, no. voice acting. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's been yeah. dubbed that many times. It's like a Game of Thrones uh, book where they just keep they just keep I re-recording so. them yeah. for some reason. That was a weird weird analogy, but I guess I get what you're going for. He, me- there. he, he means the audiobooks. The yeah. audiobooks like, keep oh, getting yeah. re That was an issue that came okay. up when I was trying to go through the Game of Thrones audiobooks. Was just realizing that they would just change 
who was reading them, but also sometimes there'd be three different narrators for the same book they could get separately for some reason. Like they kept redoing them. I don't know if they changed like hands over and over again. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the one I re- listened to, which I think was 2005 Disney, it was just like a competent voice cast. Okay, yeah. The, the well, I mean, part- it was all professional, like Disney people, yeah. so. Well, yeah, it has, it, 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 none of it was annoying budget. as in bad voice acting. It was just annoying as in, oh, God, they're children and they're screaming all the time. Which I is the entire know. cast. Oh, that's the entire movie, dude. Yes. The whole movie is children oh, screaming that, a lot. That, that, that okay, so. May? Okay, what are you going to say, Andrew? Did, did, you guys, did you guys like it? Yeah. I, li- I liked it overall. I liked it. Yeah. Really? You, I guess we should say that. Okay, cool. Tell me, <laughs> tell me why you liked it. There the, were parts that were pure magic. There's a cat bus. Interspr- yeah, there's stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I would say that it's definitely, like, I-, I liked it in the sense of, like, yeah, that was an enjoyable experience, and I'm glad that I saw it, but I'm, like, never going to rewatch it. Yeah. Like, it, was very it, wasn't, it wasn't that great, all things considered, but it wasn't, like, bad. You I know? watched it with this weird feeling of, like, wow, Mushishi really chilled out in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, it, was, it was the same general concept and structure uh-huh. of an episode of Mushishi, where it's like, here's a supernatural element, here's a real-life issue where somebody's got mm. something sad happening, here's how they crisscross, now it's over. And it's like, yeah, but it's 90 minutes long, like... so you're also kind of like, is this all that's going to happen in this movie? I know! This kind of a that's what I felt, get. like, the whole yeah. time. Like, the primary conflict of the movie I, I is was... that the, is the mom's sick, but that's mostly a background mm. element for, like, 70 of the 80 minutes, and then at the end it's like, oh, no, but now she's really sick, and it's, like, sort of false drama. But also not could, sick. Yeah, she's also, <laughs> just, they're just kind of worried about her. So the primary uh-huh. conflict is just a, a kid being irresponsible and sprinting off, mostly because no one's really watching her that well. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, the primary conflict of the movie. But it's, like, whimsical and fun and has the weird... It weirdly goes on the the balancing like the razor's edge between creepy and cute all the time with its monster mm-hmm. design. Partly because everyone smiles at the. You never stop cat. smiling. Yeah, they have the Cheshire cat smile, but it's not sinister. <laughs> but I thought I it know. was anyway. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I will say, uh, as always, the animation for My Neighbor Totoro was uh, incredible. It was and... mixed. Yeah, where does it really where does it match up in Miyazaki's? Very early. Like I think it's like it's, I think it's, it's his second or third movie. It's literally his first ma- major motion picture. Oh wow! This was it before? No, he did okay. uh, really? Nausicaa before that one. Uh, uh but it was no, the first. He drawn. He drawn Nausicaa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, that. I, I, so to those, it's very early. We can look this up. So this is the only Miyazaki movie I've watched in full within a time of within a span of time where I can still remember it. Because. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so when I was like Castle twelve. I saw the... Mononoke, but I don't remember it. Castle, Castle in the, the Sky, but that's not a full thing. So Castle in the Sky is yeah. the first one, and then Grave of the Fireflies and My Neighbor Totoro came out at the same time. It was a double uh-huh. feature in the showing. Really? Is yes. Fireflies the Hiroshima Why? movie? Uh, Why okay. would you do that? Yeah, it was. Wait, well, wait. it was like you first you play Grave of the Fireflies, all the kids are sad. Then you play Totoro, and all the kids are happy. Now. Why would you show Why Grave of the Fireflies to those... children? Grave what of the Fireflies. That's the one about you? the. Uh, that's about the. Um, the post-nuclear yeah. war Japan, correct? Spoiler, yeah. yeah, spoiler for everybody. It's not a fun movie and everyone no. dies. Oh, yeah. Was, is, that a, yeah. is that a spoiler for that movie? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, it I think is. It's one of those, I think now it's one of those movies where the spoiler is the only thing anyone knows about it that hasn't seen it yet. Right. Yeah. It's like, but it's, it's also like so a movie I, that came I, out Club. literally 30 years ago, so. I actually, like anyone who hasn't seen Fight say Club I, right now knows Tyler Durden's his imaginary friend, and they don't even know what the yeah. plot this of the movie is. Yep. But yeah, Totoro is. I will 
I will say this about Grave of the Fireflies. I was one of the lucky few who had never, uh, who had never like heard the spoiler before. Uh huh. That was a very very unhappy spoiler. Wow. I would, have, I would imagine uh, that was quite yeah. That's like sad watching from, for Tusk, you. from dusk till dawn and not knowing it's a, a vampire movie. <laughs> And just having it surprise <laughs> you like halfway through the movie when it just turns into a vampire movie. Because <laughs> that like that I knew I knew it was you. I knew it was going out. to be like post yeah. post uh, post nuke Japan. Like mm-hmm. I figured that, but I didn't realize that it was going to go all the way to like where it They're, went. They and starved I was just, like, to death and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's so horrible. Yeah, I so can't it, imagine ever seeing both those movies back to back like that and. No, no <laughs> like, way. Just I just be, don't like watching be like, movies back to back. That'd be like listening to oh, ACDC yeah, and too. Britney Spears in the same concert. You would just be like, ah, oh, <laughs> God, why? <laughs> like, I saw two of my favorite yeah, movies no. ever back to back in theaters, mm-hmm. and even that was not a great experience of just like, I'm still in uh-huh. a fucking theater. Because I, mm-hmm. I, my first ever showings of uh, Safety Not Guaranteed and uh, Moonrise Kingdom were in one sitting. Oh, yeah. And those are Moonrise great. Kingdom's but really holy good. shit, I want to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew, what's your opinion of Totoro? Because so far you've said interesting about uh, our opinions. I, it's it's interesting because Totoro's trash. It's <laughs> it's utter shit. Um, everything ranging from the plot all the way down to like the the characters and just everything. Everything's trash about Totoro. It is not a good movie <laughs> to mm-hmm. any to any capacity. Uh, I will say the animation's fine because it's Ghibli and it's always good. Like, uh, so, you know, like, nothing Ghibli makes is ever, like, looks shitty. Um, the thing that caught my attention about the animation is that it's, like, it's simultaneously imaginative and, like, cool looking, but also, like, super low frame rate. Yeah. It's, like, there's moments, Um, like, when the guy, like, a car is going down the road where you're just, like, that thing is skipping by, like, an inch across the screen per frame, and it looks really weird. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no there's like, a lot of or anything. a lot of interesting choices uh, animation wise, but uh, yeah, like everything about the movie was really like everything like story wise was really bad. Um, like I think the the ironic thing is like Totoro is literally the worst character in that movie. I think that he was very hyped up. I mean, I, he didn't do enough no for he me. didn't do anything excuse yourself <laughs> he literally did the nothing. he had the, the umbrella scene he had the umbrella oh, scene oh wow he did nothing he, and he, he summoned the cat bus the cat it should have been my neighbor cat bus honestly the cat bus is the only thing that he did like that was the only purpose he had in the movie was to literally mm-hmm. summon a cat bus at the end the that, rest I of the would, movie that, that I agree with that surprise actually, the movie. entirely like yeah. it's so it's so obnoxious because like mm-hmm. why did you name a movie about a fucking character that oh, yeah. doesn't do anything mm-hmm. like and both times like there's no there's no rhyme or reason to the character like it doesn't there's no explanation of why Totoro exists and when he doesn't exist they just it's like hey he just fucking decides and like <laughs> and every time and it's not like just a thing of like oh he just isn't there it's like literally no the space that he quantify that he lives in just doesn't exist in time anymore and it's like what. Like so, you're saying that like he creates it's, it's some a very spatial Who element of something yeah, that just like, comes in and out some... of existence. Yeah, he's like a spatial entity that shows up <laughs> and just like, hey, I'm just gonna make loud noises and sleep because that's all he does. He doesn't even do anything all day. He shows yep. up, makes a loud noise, or is sleeping. And then oh. like both the times that he's needed the most, they find him on accident while sleeping. And it's like, wow, good job, Totoro. You really saved the day. <laughs> our, our doing. Hero. He just is very good at uh, outsourcing. 
<laughs> just ask the cat like, bus. Like the one Totoro's thing that network will hook you up. Dude, like, right though, because like he didn't even make the the the, the garden grow. He just yeah. had his friends help him with it. And, and there's like so there's two things. There's two very big points that really upset me. And one of them is uh it it like in the beginning they introduce like whatever the small Totoros are. Uh, mm-hmm. It shows them like stealing acorns and then running away, and I, I, it never explains why. But then later, Totoro gives them acorns. So like, what the fuck? Even like, they just <laughs> they, they just stole acorns and gave it back to them. Oh, like, they're what just ravenous. Of... They will eat anything. Like, it doesn't. And then they like help grow a garden. It, it makes no sense. Also, the second thing is like at the end of the movie, the mom sa- makes a, a line. She says a line that says like, "Oh, I thought I saw the kids sitting in a tree," and. And I, I like, I understood because they're like, oh, right, because she can't see the cat bus, but she would be able to see her daughters. But then I thought more about it and I said, wait a second, that makes no sense because then when they were traveling in the cat bus and they passed by people, the people didn't see them just flying past. Yeah, it's the whole, they, it's the invisible jet situation. Of like, yeah, how is but, this working in this universe? And, and like, they, there's specifically the scene where they fly over the old lady who's sitting there, by the way, still calling out because no one had the fucking decency to tell her that they found the little girl. <laughs> they just said, fuck off. Like, the whole town has a search party, and the two girls are just so fucking who gives a shit that they just like, oh, well, we found each other. Let's just fuck off. And then, like, the whole town's still thinking the little girl's dead. And so they just fly off and like they don't see them doing that. But you know, like, but then the mom's just like, I thought I saw our daughters in the tree. It's like, hey, you couldn't have been. You couldn't have fucking seen them if no one else could see them during the daylight. And it's like, and then it just ends with them giving corn to the mom. It's like, thanks. Fuck. I'm glad I showed up to this movie. Like, yeah. I actually did have kind of an interpretation of that part where I thought that maybe they leaned out the window and that makes it not quite work. Or maybe it was that sense of like, that kind of magic doesn't work when you're look like you can't just look at them and see that, them but like maybe it was like a weird peripheral like i thought i saw them on the edge of my the, vision sort of thing i i interpret it as a mother's love is greater than magic yeah i it's that kind of movie it really gets close to it like, I mean, as somebody who had never seen totoro but had heard vague like men- mostly just heard the word a lot and been like all right who's totoro, totoro right totoro. like yeah. i literally watched the movie to find out what the hell totoro is because i heard that so uh-huh. much there's definitely yep. a feeling of like this is probably what it feels like if you've never watched a star wars movie ever but you've heard about boba fett a lot and then you watched uh-huh. empire and return of the jedi and you're like he has like four minutes of screen time and he dies he's within yeah. those well, four minutes. Like his introduction is the, like, uh, right? in the movies, Boba Fett doesn't catch anybody. He basically is like the FedEx dude that carries Han Solo's like carbonated body around and then he dies. Did you guys see the uh, but he just fucking dies? Did, did, did you guys see the uh, Reddit post about how they cut out three Star Wars movies originally? Yeah, I read about and, that. Yeah, how one of them was literally just going to be about Boba Fett as like the main villain. What uh, do you mean by cut out? The, the original what, what era of movies the original, are we talking about? The original episode six, uh, by our chronology or its current lineup, was supposed to have Boba Fett as the main villain. Yeah. Um. Huh. And then. Uh, this seems like super early type stuff, though, too. Because, like, when you hear about anything conceptual about Star Wars, it's all batshit insane. Like, how, like, C-3PO is supposed to be, like, this sleazy used car salesman type personality, like, like a Watto turned out to be. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, <laughs> they revised stuff a lot. <laughs> yeah. And Lucas had a lot of ideas, and somebody had to tell him not to do a lot of them. Cause this some, is a good point. And then when they stop, he stopped having a person telling him to, Oh, yeah, you know, when people stop telling things. him that, we get Dexter Jetster. 
the yeah. guy that has a 50s diner <laughs> yep. in the middle of episode, th- episode two. There's just a, a fat guy, like an Italian diner sort of thing. Like, what the fuck am I watching in this sci-fi movie? <laughs> it's like it's like suddenly, and it's like we, we have a crazy episode with like there's Mandalorians and fucking droids and shit. And then, meanwhile, in Mel's, it's like, why are we in Mel's right now? <laughs> like, that's like a dude that just like wiping down movie. a glass. Be like, yeah, I don't know nothing about no empire or anything. Yeah. I'm just here to serve milkshakes to the kids and make sure they stay out of trouble. But on, on the topic I, of Totoro, it's like this weird movie of like, mm-hmm. when you talk about its structure or its plot or its characters, like nothing individually is like an actual good element. Like it's not like this is, oh, it's so amazingly mm-hmm. done, like in all these different ways. It's just like... It, I would compare the entire thing to being like a long form version of like a Disney short that you see before the movies. Like it That's has a fair that, assessment. It, yeah, it has that whimsical feel, and it manages to maintain it and just keep going yeah. on with it. But it's the same level of like not really developing itself, but for like eighty mm. minutes instead of four. I mean, think I about think Totoro. This, like Totoro, Totoro is totally would... one of those movies that if you think too hard about it, yeah, it does suck. Yeah. Like I've seen it four times. I don't like watching it anymore, but yeah. I can still appreciate it for what it was. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this wasn't... I mean, when did it even come out? The, like, the 70s? Like, animation uh, is barely... 88. Okay, so they had a little bit more time. But, like, still, uh, this is, like, the first major, like, anime movie. One of the first major anime movies that anybody ever gave a shit about. True. And still gives a shit about to this day. So, like, go figure. Like, we can't even hold it to modern standards or even old standards because... Like, at that point, Disney had been around for ages, and so it's hard to put in the same vein, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if you think too hard about Totoro, yeah, it does suck. Uh, like, I, I thinking about it now, what Andrew said, is like, yeah, you know what? By that logic, it is totally bad. But if you don't think very hard about it, and you're just like, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. going to appreciate this right now. Like, I switched off logic I, I really, right. I really appreciated the, the major memorable scenes from that movie. Like... Where they're summoning the tree, like they're making the shit grow. That's a really cool scene. And yeah, then, I was not uh, ready for the, that. I was not ready for also, how big that tree was. <laughs> <laughs> also, the the bus stop scene in Totoro is um, like it, it, once after I saw it, I was like, huh, a whole lot of art that I've seen on the internet makes a lot more sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also take weird, it from the, the uh, scenes, weird though, sense of like, really... did I just watch Harry Potter get invented in front of me? <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I also take it from the perspective of most of it is probably like imaginary from the kids' perspective, and they you know made it all up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's I kind of something that they're definitely playing with with the movie, and they never really give a definitive answer on. They kind of give even an answer. Exists. They, it, yeah, and that's why I'm like, of, you can watch the first ninety nine percent of the movie being like totally sure that this is all fake and it's weird childhood wonder, and then the corn happens, and you're like, wait, wait, there's proof to the contrary now, and you're fucking with me, and I don't know how to process yeah. this. That's, I mean, that's, I never actually thought that Totoro didn't exist, honestly. It, I don't know. It's like the well, the hardest I, part. The hardest part about Totoro is like coming to the acceptance that like Totoro is supposed to be a tree spirit, a being that is supposed to help people. But, like, Mm. nothing about Totoro's personality instills helpfulness. It just instills, like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, every time you meet Totoro, he's always just like, let me do something to get rid of you. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) (laughs) He does... He is a very, like, to-the-point person of just like, like, I need to get back to my nap. 
I'll fix you with this. Exactly. And like he she, just like puts some solution like, together like, and just like makes it girl, work. When the girl was crying on top of him, he just looks at her and just goes like, "All right, here's a bus. Get the fuck out of here. Bye." Like he doesn't he doesn't Maybe go he, with her. He just nope. like he's just like, "Get in the bus. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going back to sleep." And like, "That's it. Bye, Totoro. You never see him for the rest of the movie." It's like, "What?" There, did you, there was a great expression here? though when he got that that umbrella and he makes the drops fall and he's like, "I am high as fuck right now." <laughs> <laughs> he just like he Totoro so smiles. Dude, it's really it. creepy. It's also, it made it made no sense that he waited at the bus stop for the cat bus, given that like when he the can pa- summon it. Yeah, on when demand. the cat bus just comes wherever the fuck he wants. Like, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad about for that. Me, that. I was like, sense. "Wait." purely because I thought it was a figment of their imagination and part of what really set that up for me and why I thought it worked was because the entire first 10 minutes of the movie is one girl doing one thing and the other girl copying them over and over again. Yeah. So once the gr- little girl makes up this Totoro thing, I'm like, oh, now the second one's going to go back and mm-hmm. like start copying her and like buying into it because they constantly buy into each other's energy and build off it all the time. Like yeah, all the, and the whole setup you... of the dust mites and everything like that that they couldn't quite mm-hmm. see, but then they were sure they could see it once that they were told about it and stuff like that. Like they have really yeah. active imaginations, so the corn thing messes with it. But that's and also a lot you of very Disney well movies see, just like, end. Like two kids waiting at a bus stop, being totally bored, and just coming up with like a cat bus and a Totoro to like entertain themselves while yeah. they wait. Like, I could that's if, totally like, what they're going for. I mean, I could if one of them wasn't literally passed out. <laughs> like, true so, uh, so but like, it's uh, i mean it's better than her screaming in your ear the entire yeah, time but then why did she why did she act like a complete bitch and wake her up she's like wake up totoro's totoro here. was there dude yeah like that's such a fucked up thing to do if she's sleeping just let her sleep why would you be like wake up totoro's here oh, well, like, i mean she did later on care about sleeping people <laughs> no she did also later on tell her little sister like you don't care if your mom dies I was like, wow, that was incredibly mean. I mean, it's, there's so much, there's so much, I don't know. I just, and that's the thing, like, all the characters, I don't like them. I don't, mm. I don't have any, like, empathy for any of the characters' problems because, like, you never get a chance to give a shit about the characters. Like, mm-hmm. all their, there's no, they have no goals or motivations. They're just like, I hope mom comes home. Like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, fuck, I'm sure every kid wishes their parent wasn't in the hospital. Like, wow, could you, I don't know, could you try a little bit more, Miyazaki? Could you fucking come up with something? thing like well, does... i think that he was going for just a very slice of life um oh, absolutely very muted type of thing and like i i think that he was very successful in in that regard of like it's... making being able to mine a lot of drama out of like a fairly normal situation for people i guess my big thing is just like when you look at when you literally look at the fact that grave of the fireflies and totoro came out at the same time you go like wait a second one of these things is like a really well, well done timepiece. Yeah, I know they're they're both directed no. by Miyazaki. No, uh, Grave of the Fireflies is by um, the other guy, the other main person, uh, Takahata. I thought I thought that. Uh, Are we learning things today? No, yeah. I thought that he did both. Uh, I, it looks like um, Miyazaki had almost nothing to do with. Uh, Oh, the fireflies he? on like a on like a high high level. I mean, I'm sure he probably had some day to day informal things, but he's not credited as a producer. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't director. like more of a storyboarder for that one, and he spent most of his time exactly. working on um, Totoro. I would yeah. buy that. That's even more upsetting, given the fact that like Castle in the Sky and then right after Kiki's Delivery Service are both way better movies than Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's... I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't come up with uh, Totoro as kind of a therapy movie for themselves. 
probably. Like, we're working on this, like, horrible movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, stylistically, the two movies are very similar just in terms of, like, art. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatnot. And so, like, I could totally see them being like, look, we've already got these character designs. We're really sick of working on Grave of the Fireflies. Like, this is hitting home a little bit too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kind of work on this side movie and not feel like utter shit for a while. Because, like, like, like it's a refresher. they lived it. They did. Yeah, kind of. It was very like, the, real the to The kid them. from Fireflies looks like they might, even, might as well just be the same kid from uh, Totoro. Yeah. That one random yeah. boy that yeah. doesn't matter in the movie in Totoro. Yep. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, have a, I have an umbrella. Bye forever. <laughs> I also wouldn't be surprised if Miyazaki was working on uh, Totoro and Kiki's delivery service at the same time, which would uh, definitely make it so it splits a little bit of his focus. Because like, Kiki's just, delivery service came out the next year, it, and it's, considering how long it takes to make a movie, like they, should, they definitely. I guess I'm surprised issue. that they put so many of those together. I yeah. guess what's really upsetting is like uh, Totoro. Like the whole point of Totoro is like kids moving to a new place adjusting to being in a new environment and their mother being sick and it's mm-hmm. like you take which like, i think is like 10 disney movies in the 90s is like yeah but kids it's going to a new place and making up an imaginary thing and, and at the end there's a slight hint that it was real yeah mm-hmm. like i mean it's it yeah exactly but the i guess the problem i have is like then you know just a like just a couple of years, just about, like, almost, you know, ten years later, like, he comes up with Spirit Away, which is, like, the kind of the same concept, which is, I have but parents... But he did a great yeah. job with that. But Spirit Away is so much better. It's, like, <laughs> so much that? better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You haven't we, seen Spirited Away? I've, I've seen started Spirit Away. Yeah. Go, I see, go watch it. I should see all of it. We can do that Spirit, for next week. Spirit Away Spirit is just... Away. Uh, so much and better. Spirited Away and Castle in the Sky are my two favorite animated movies, I think, of all time. Ah. I think that Spirited Castle- Away would randomly get played as one of those random movies that would show up on, like, Adult Swim sometimes. Yeah. So I've just seen yeah, the individual see scenes but you get, like, of it. The, for- if you see the Adult Swim dub, then it's yeah. gonna be, like... Like, I keep uh, seeing Spirited Away and that one... Sh- there's some movie about a, g- a girl who has control over paper that they like to play a lot. I have um, no idea what you're talking wait, about. Oh, I'm, I'm relying on Andrew here to know about this person. Who has <laughs> is it Princess Mononoke? No, not Mononoke. Princess Mononoke didn't have anything with no. paper. No, I know. No, uh, it's some lady who can control paper. It doesn't have to be Miyazaki. It's just another movie they would play all the time alongside Spirited uh, Away. I think it was more... Because I was thinking... I think it was older audience than Spirited Away, though. That controls paper. Oh, well. All of all the weebos in the comments will know. Huh. I, I was thinking of I'm the other you, Miyazaki movie. Night fanatic. <laughs> that we're making, way we're making this podcast specific. for you, baby. No, that's that's yeah, that's a real person's username. <laughs> I'm just I'm singling yeah, out your username about. is an anime, so I'm like it's probably it'll probably be them. Oh, you're talking <laughs> you about are... read or you're talking about read or die. Read or die? Like read skate or die? die? <laughs> no, no, uh, like vote or die. Read, read or di- die. Oh is yeah, this looks immediately familiar. About. Yep, this is yeah, yep. this is uh, this is what the paper yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, I've never it. watched that. I there probably should. Uh, glad we yep. figured it out. You did it. I figured <laughs> Andrew could get it somehow. Is yep. is read or die any good? I like I've heard it, but heard of it, but I've never actually looked it's, into it. We could make it our anime homework from from one to Totoro. Where does read or die? Uh, no, let's, let's, let's do Totoro. Spirited Away like, for let's, next let's week. Let's be real here. We can do Spirited Away for next week. Sure. I was gonna uh, say like if we're doing one to Totoro on Andrew's scale, what would be above Totoro? Like he needs another l- upper limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? He can just have two Totoros. Like is it is it or, Totoro or, versus no, no, like? like 
Maybe like half of a Totoro is like above Totoro for Andrew. I'm just imagining it's like Totoro or Fox in Space. I will say that an anime movie is way easier homework than an anime show for for a podcast. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's a lot like, easier to just get through a, like an hour and a half movie as opposed to a season of a show. Yeah. I, I'll admit this is amusing to me, if only because, um, you know, we, we specifically... Uh, you know, went to high school and whatnot. So, like, the concept of homework, go watch anime, is yeah. just comical <laughs> to me. You know, I, I I had this like weird notion to look up. Uh, I mean, our actual to look work up... is play video games. I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I my this... work is to program constantly. <laughs> I, I I had this weird notion to see if, like, just for the shits of it, to see if there was any anime clubs within a fifty mile radius of my town. Uh-oh. Oh, there, there's either going to be one or a million. Of there, too. there are none. Wow! Really? Even though there's like there, an anime uh, convention. In yeah, Sacramento. there are no anime clubs. I was like, wow, that's great. Well, there's one. You were going to hate all their opinions anyway. I I that's would true. hate it. I would hate it. Uh, like you would go profusely, once, but and you'd be furious. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I, They'd be it, like, "Has anyone ever heard of Goku?" They would have a poster of Totoro. <laughs> oh, it's it, yeah. I would be so mad. Look, it's just Andrew's like Andrew's own personal hell. I, only play. I, it, like, it's okay, the flip, I could the only... opposite of what he's got right now. Like he normally can't find people that like anime, but flip the switch, surrounded by people who like all the wrong anime. <laughs> it's after look after going to Sack Anime. The one thing there are two things I learned from Sack Anime. One. Everyone has shit taste. And <laughs> two, Homestruck is not an anime, so get the fuck out of anime conventions. And like, three, those are the two everyone things... really likes bleach, uh, like bamboo scrolls of Ichigo printouts. Fucking... <laughs> I, dude, buying stuff at an anime convention is like... I literally sat there and I was looking at stuff and then I was on my phone looking it up on Amazon and I found it cheaper on Amazon. I was about to I was say, like, isn't everything you're going to buy there just going to yep. be the type of shit that's mass produced on, and yeah. available on Amazon? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? Who the fuck would buy like a, a $30 wall scroll you can get on Amazon for 12 bucks? Like, it's like fuck, come it's on, dude. Was when, uh... It's a West Coast American convention of something based mm-hmm. in Japan, so literally nothing is homegrown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like when I went to MAGFest with Wander. I just looked around and it was like, I want nothing. And I still don't want anything for like $30. I was ready. I had my wallet ready to go. And it was just oh, like, yeah. oh, it's just another w- shirt with a, with a Metroid on it. Did I did I not tell the story about the uh, the Flam Beer shirt I got? You did, but tell it again. I did. It's hilarious. Nuclear you didn't throne? say okay. Is that the Nuclear Throne? Yeah, I don't think I... Yeah. I, did I tell that on the Coofcast? I, I don't, don't think, think so. I've yeah, never heard of it. Who, if Flambeer was who I thought they were. Okay, so Flambeer are the uh, Nuclear Throne people, and they um, I bought a t-shirt from them uh, at PAX, because they are literally the only developer at PAX that was selling t-shirts that actually had art on them. Usually it was just, like, game name. And it's like, oh no, fuck that. <laughs> Mario. It's like in Comic Sans on a white t-shirt. Like when you pre-order a game, but it's when it's not officially fully announced yet, so the box art is just logo on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. With like a yeah. fake box. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what the shirts were. There was one that had like kind of a silhouette of one of their characters, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not great either. So yeah, I bought a, I bought a shirt from Vlambeer, and uh, Rami, the main guy, was busy. Um, and so his girlfriend was, uh, manning the shop, which is totally fine. Um, but 
it was very obvious that he was the one who like knew shirt sizes and stuff. Because when I bought the uh, when I bought the shirt, she's like, "Well, we're out of this color, so here you can have the uh, here you can have the purple one. Why not?" Uh, and the problem with the purple one is uh, it's for women, and she didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. So I bought a uh, a a women's medium T-shirt. So it has like the baby uh, sleeves. Uh, I I bought this women's I mean, medium T-shirt. Where's the picture to, uh, of it again? Oh God, yeah, uh, it's probably on my Twitter. If you go back a little bit, I I'm, I'm on it. We gotta we gotta see the wander belly again. I right. I think a women's medium is too big on me. Dude, how tiny are you? I I might I am a skeleton. We've he is actually this. a skeleton. I you can see literally... his skeletal structure when if like any any part that's not covered. Yeah. Like there, I, I can't, I can't go around topless, or else people think I'm like a cadaver. Like it's, it's a problem. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's an issue. Huh. I thought you couldn't go around topless because it's indecent. No, people just think <laughs> I'm a skeleton, so they just freak out. <laughs> they report him to Adult Protective Services because somebody is starving this poor child. Wonder well, you're still uploading Stardew Valley. Wow. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Did you take a break, or you just have that much Stardew Valley? I. I took a little bit of a break, but I have that much Stardew Valley. It, that seems Jeez. about true from what I've heard from about Stardew Valley so far. Right, fair enough. It's long as hell. I can't wait till it comes out for co-op. I mean, it's literally a game about That routine. is going to suck up all of our time. This is true. But like I said, I once wound up in Stardew Valley in a creepy love cult, and I decided I'm done playing this game. Love and cult. I yeah, stopped playing I, it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, at this point, if I were to start playing again, instead of just releasing backlog content... Uh, what I'm doing in the game is just driving around on a unicorn, handing people salad, and then disappearing for a week, and then coming back. And then they fall in love uh, with you. Except for birthdays. It's because so mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also purple with, like, mutton chops and, like, like kelp green hair, and it's just like... Well, that's, that's just what happens I'm when like... someone gives you a character creator. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, yeah. uh... There's a nerf now about this, which shows like one of the main characters being like, like, oh, look at this creepy farmer who just moved in, and then uh, it it shows the character throwing her like a, a dandelion that he picked out of the ground, and she's like, I hope she'll that he'll take me to the flower dance or whatever, which is like a big event in the game. All right, that's Wander shirt. So right click and save. <laughs> that's that's probably like the I not mean, a usual honestly usual thing. if this were on a chick it would be pretty hot that's actually nice art for the most part it's really nice art yeah it's like this is why i wanted to buy the t-shirt like it looked great and i put it on and i'm like oh <laughs> that is i'm like, not that out of shape there, or there, that is, bad, there is so many curves man that's so that's upsetting <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. All right. So That's I have a new, so I have a new phone desktop. I'm wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, closing man. the topic of uh, Totoro, did you guys have any like unintentionally funny moments when you're watching that, or like something about the animating and that voice acting like didn't quite click, and it just like they didn't. It sort of leads to the result that they didn't mean for. Like I said, I watched um, it sub, so it was fine. Oh right. There were occasionally a couple weird subs where it was just like. The dad would be like, what's up when he calls somebody on the phone? It's like, that's not that's not something a dad would say, but whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I, mean, had, I had one issue where I realized I had to disable subtitles because they, were ma- they weren't matching the voice acting. Because they're two oh, different Oh, yeah, scripts. that happens a lot with, uh, with, yeah, with getting subs yeah. and dubs. 
I I think the only thing that I noticed that I kind of laughed about was when they first arrived at the place and they got and the dad got out of the car and he was just like, "Hey, we're here." And they're like all the way in the field. I was like, "Yo, maybe you should speak up a bit." Like he just like casually just he doesn't yell at it. He just goes like, "Hey, we're here, guys." <laughs> he's like talking to people. He's talking to people like a mile away in the field. I was like, "All right." And then he gets to the car leaves. Was like, "I don't think they heard you, dude. Like maybe you should say something else." But yeah, that so, was yeah. I will just say though that we kind of ripped this movie to shreds. I still enjoyed watching it. Just want well, yeah. to make sure that there's like, fun topics to rip on. But on it's, there. it's a whimsical little enjoyable thing. I'll probably never watch again. But I, I mean, I I'm I very glad that I watched it once. Movie. It, it's sort of like being familiar with like Winnie the Pooh or something like that. Like I'm never oh, going to watch God. a Winnie the Pooh movie. Supposedly, but I'm glad I know what Winnie good. the Pooh is. You know. Hey, yeah, what? the Winnie the Pooh movies were actually pretty okay. Uh, the one came out like a year or two ago that's supposed to be amazing, but it, I didn't watch Is it. it animated it was, Winnie, or what? it was the Winnie the Pooh movie. So I'm picturing like a of Winnie course. the Pooh 3D. No, it was adventure. like a new animated no. movie. It looks looks like 2011. Yeah, they're two they're 2D. Yeah, 2D animated 2011. 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, this I heard that this was really good, and it's only 60 70 minutes long. <laughs> That's Perfect. the best part about watching children's movies. They're short. short they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't watched Mad Max Fury Road. It's just like, I can't dedicate two hours of my life to this. That plus. movie's so good, though. <laughs> I don't care. But the uh, the thing in uh, for me with Totoro was that there's a scene where that l- the youngest girl, who is the most irritating one at times, literally screams in her father's face when he's sleeping to wake her yeah. to wake him up. And, and he's cool like a minute it. later, the like the older daughter goes to goes to school, and it's just the younger daughter and the dad. And the dad's just trying to get to work, and the younger daughter's like, "Do I look like an adult now? Am I a big girl?" And she's doing dress up. It's like I gotta go to work now, and it's like pretend doing doing all play work or whatever the hell in the yard, and usually a parent in a movie will be like all right have fun or be careful out there and stuff like that the girl walks out there it cuts to the dad the ga- dad just sits there with a blank like fake smile and expression and says zero things and my head immediately just inserted the narrative of like maybe he'll be maybe she'll be eaten by a bear today <laughs> like i'm just like like in my head i'm just like this Poor wow. guy's just wishing something just more happened it. to this daughter. <laughs> like, there's, for me, it was like it was that that tired, resigned parent feeling of like, maybe hmm. I'll, maybe something will just fucking happen this time. <laughs> like, Finally, the sweet release of death. Because he just sits there with a blank-ish face and says nothing while, while hmm. she goes off, and it's like that that that's, that's normally there's a line of dialogue there, and it's immediately I'm like, yeah, like me. Just, just go out there and don't, um, don't come back. And she kind of doesn't come back, so <laughs> and he doesn't look that hard. One other, <laughs> one other thing about um, Totoro, I forgot to mention that was the first time I realized that like nuclear families in Japan bathe like regularly yeah. together. That was a very unexpected. Oh, yeah. There's no way you could show like naked kids like that. Yeah, a, a whole naked American family movie. in a tub together. Yeah, that was yeah. A really quite a like surprising moment. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I I didn't I just, like yeah. It doesn't. I, I guess I've, up on that? I I've seen enough of that kind of stuff before that it doesn't phase me. Like I I, mm-hmm. I actually find it weirder when kids bathe alone because like that's a that's not a normal thing. Like kids bathe with their parents for a like, while. Well, the no, the parents give kind the of... kid a bath. They don't get into yeah, the bath like, with the kid. That's like what makes yeah, it slightly different. Which in 
I mean, really isn't that big well, of a deal. In, in our culture, it's that way. But, like, in yeah. Japanese culture, you're yeah. not going to fucking stand naked. Well, that's what in, we're getting at. Yeah. Is that, I mean, in that, Japanese culture, grown-ass adults enter bathhouse ano- bathhouses anom- an, uh, anonymously, and everyone's just naked in this room together. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could do a bathhouse, but I can't. <laughs> I well, when I go to Japan, let's break I, into I, this topic. Well, when I, I, guess. I when, I, when I go to Japan, I was like, I want to go to a bathhouse, but then I learned like that's a thing where like a lot of them don't accept gaijins. They won't let gaijins in. Um, and also, there's like a lot of rules you have to follow, but you have to know Japanese. I think it makes sense to not allow a gaijin almost I, no, for something like that. It makes I sense. Just, like, that's kind of, I don't know, that just, it upset me, because it's like, well, I don't understand why I can't bathe with everybody else. What the fuck? You think I'm, like, disgusting or something? Like, I just... You gotta use the other No, they don't think that you're disgusting. They think that you're just gonna come in and just perv out on people. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of more of, it's traditional Japanese, like, it's a traditional Japanese thing, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, um... I, this is gonna be kind of a, a bad analogy, but it's like if somebody just randomly showed up to your house... And sat down to dinner with you, like, yeah, it's anonymous and you're bathing with strangers, but, like, it's always only been Japanese people, and, like, you're just there for a week. So, that almost makes it kind of like a zoo experience, where you're going there to observe them, and yeah. I think... Yeah, also, somebody in my chat would, has, a, really uh, uncomfortable. has a theory about... That would be really uncomfortable. that I expected. <laughs> Damn it, Keith. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I was, gonna, I was waiting. I was, I was waiting for do all of it. you to Why? say it. And then chat said it. <laughs> but, but I was going to... I was waiting I was for the... I was up. waiting for American Penis joke. I was waiting for Fine, it. I'm not, I don't care also anymore. not entirely sure if that applies to Andrew here. I mean, I think people would be more Skeletor? terrified of the... Like, people yeah, would... Yeah, his, exactly. body, his body type would make it look big by proportion anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I think the most. I think that would be the one thing they probably wouldn't allow is like they. I don't think they want skeletons bathing in their bathhouses. That's because they like, would think it's haunted all the time. Yeah, sudden. they would think it's a bad you omen to have like, like a most actors that play a character with AIDS. Yeah, like, I where guess. Just wasting or away a drug addiction, in, like, shrouds and stuff. I mean, like I, I look like an Auschwitz survivor, yeah. and I don't think that's just like something comfortable Japanese people trying to take a bath. How many more examples of human misery at. do we have? <laughs> I uh, not a lot, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, not a lot. Unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> human history heard. got kind of we kind of bottomed out on really bad stuff after World War II. We just kind of got boring. But you um, look like hunger, hunger striking has uh, has become your daily norm. I mean, I I would a I, I would make Gandhi look statement. fat, like that's about as good as I got. Dang, but. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I guess that that caps off Totoro. Yep, that caps off Totoro. Does it though? <laughs> Does it? Uh, yeah. No, uh, we're, yeah. Just, we're just gonna watch it again next week. No, find <laughs> new no. things to. We'll become just that, be like, yep, same opinions. Become a sister <laughs> podcast to the worst idea ever, or whatever it's called. You guys know what that one oh, is? Oh yeah. The it's the one where they watch the same movie over and over they watch and over Grown again. Ups two every week, <laughs> and they yep. record another podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> That, Which is yeah, it's the worst idea ever. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anyway, so uh, other topics that we had. Uh, were we ever going to talk about Factorio? Have two of us even played Factorio yet? I have. I haven't. Three yet. of us have. Everyone except for Wander. Well, I'll, I'll just go shut off for a bit. <laughs> okay, we can talk about Factorio. 
We haven't talked about I mean, Pandora the other thing yet is, on the Coop we could cast, just, have we? How about, how no, about we wait a bit? How about we wait a bit and talk about Factorio once you've moved? Because Factorio runs on Linux, so we're going to be playing Factorio over the summer. Oh, you I want to play guarantee. Factorio over the summer? Okay. Works. Yeah, why not? Because I didn't think you would ever play Factorio. <laughs> I totally... I will only play Factorio in multiplayer, just because I don't feel like dealing with... Oh, yeah. I totally want to do like a 30-person Factorio thing. Yeah, right. oh, we, can do it over, we definitely can do that over the summer oh, then. God, cool. sounds, so we, and so painful. much shit would get done so fast. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it would be no. the opposite. I feel like there would be uh, so... Nothing but Rube Goldberg yeah. machines. It's, it's, Dude, just the organization like... would go out the window immediately, yeah, but I that's like, a cast. <laughs> but also, almost, it could almost be a thing where people could have their own bases that feed into each other. You know, it almost kind of reminds me of an interesting idea I had for a video game. Um, I was learning about the... What's it called? Uh, the Industrial Revolution and how that impacted European cities where basically it was just like all of a sudden like they like development was happening so fast that they couldn't plan around it. So it was like, here, we need to put this factory in, in the middle of town and then put an oil pipeline to like the shore and like trying to do that in the middle of like an already established like old world city was like that a is huge, what it feels like to play Factorio. <laughs> That's what it's like to play Factorio. And I wondered, um, I kind of came up with an idea for an RTS like a couple of years ago where uh, basically <clears throat> you would uh, start like with a town that uh, was more or less randomly generated and your buildings would basically just fly in and you had to like figure out how to drop in shit so that your, so your base was able town, to function. It was, exactly, was going to be a combination of kind of Tetris and like uh, city town. management. Which, wow. um, that could be... That could... That could be kind of fun. Um, yeah. I think it exists shit. already, but I'm I, trying to figure out what, it, what it's okay, called. Okay, there's a, there's a couple. I played one recently where... Um, oh, shoot. God, I don't really remember what it was called. But was effectively, Concrete Jungle like that? Yeah, Concrete Jungle was like that. That's oh, yeah? the one I was uh, trying to... Um, I didn't really put it, too much thought into this same. idea. <laughs> admittedly, <Concrete> Jungle, but... <laughs> I'm glad so to see that other people have like done stuff with it. You know, also a developer yeah, so city planning like last week that had a game like that where you played a bunch city, of blocks. Yeah. City planning deck building sounds exactly like what so I was thinking of. It's, Damn, it's you're not quite the same though because <laughs> Concrete Jungle literally took the the Tetris mechanic. So you'd make a row and it would clear the row. Oh, and that's so you'd like lame. chain it that's and stuff. Weird. Yeah, so it's not the it's not quite the same as city building. It's much more of a. I mean it. It was much closer to Tetris than it was city building, mm-hmm. but the base function was very similar. But it'd be fun to make like um, either an RTS or like a SimCity type of thing, where like the buildings are coming in I mean, in a randomized I, fashion. I, I actually think a a city building deck building simulator uh, would work perfectly with that because you just build your deck of cards and it's like, all right, so here's a bunch of like kind of necessary evils, and here's yeah, a bunch like of like a, positive like stuff. Like a toxic dump. And, I'm thinking like and multiplayer like a competitive dump and stuff city like building that. deck game. Perfect. That's exactly yeah. what I'm getting at. Something yeah. like that would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, so it probably exists. <laughs> I, think I it's called think so. a, I think it's called Agricola. Agricola? What yeah. is this? Agricola. Let's see if I spelled it right. Ah, oh, I spelled it perfectly. It's a board game. Oh, Agricola. Yeah. Well, this is a board game. Yeah, so this doesn't yeah, count. it's a board game. It's never Every been board game video can game be a tabletop game. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, can be a, a computer game. game. <laughs> yeah, so all I need to do is uh, make uh, Open Agricola or something yeah. like that. Or how about how about um, Farm Pepsi? Or even ele- Agricola? Or even like a like <laughs> even elements of of a uh, Car- Carcassonne would be in there and to some extent. The competitive yeah. city building, which is yeah. fun by the so way. That's fun though. 
it's, it sounds like it would be a very fun idea. Um, but not what I'm particularly invested in right now. I don't know. It's just like too many game ideas, not enough time to make games. And I just like, yeah. I think about these ideas and I'm like, that's cool. Uh, let's not think about this for a couple of years. Otherwise it's going to distract you should, me from you what should I'm working probably on. Just have like a notebook, one page per game idea. I do write it yeah. down and then you shut it. You flip the page and you never go back I until do. you're like, actually, no, don't even do that. Just burn the notebook when you're it. done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you have better a ideas anyway. Funeral. No one can yeah, have Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> because that defeats the whole purpose of having a book of ideas if you just get, if you destroy your ideas and never release it. <laughs> it's what a lot of indie developers should do. <laughs> Isn't that how, like, most... Oh, that's true. true. Isn't that what most novel writers do? They just, like, write down yeah, a bunch of... Yeah, but they don't of... burn their ideas at the end. That's uh, a stupid idea. Eh, some of them do. Yeah. Water, do you just when you fill up a sketchbook, do you just like t toss it into a fireplace or like dip uh, it in a lake or something to get rid of it? I, I will be I will be throwing away most of my old sketchbooks. Really? You're gonna regret doing yeah. that. Not really. No. I mean collectively, I have, how many penises? Um lots. Uh <laughs> I have like twenty sketchbooks and most of which I will never be using. Uh or even looking at ever again. Well, like, I will kind of regret the passing of those drawings, but at the same time, like, there's no way I'm going to carry a bunch of sketchbooks from, like, high school, especially. Never going to carry them with me into really anywhere. Mail them to me. Because I'm going to use... send them to you when you're 80. Why? Because that's when you'll want to look at them again. Man, no, that's what, like, DeviantArt's for. Dude. <laughs> just, like, okay, think about the fact that, um, what's his name? Uh... The dude who made uh, Binding of Isaac, Ed McMillan, yeah. like, he makes all these games about monsters and shit like that, and then, like, his grandma sends him some drawings from when he was seven years old, and it's about, like, a little kid hanging onto a monster's tail going from planet to planet, and then he realized that he'd been making, like, that sort of thing for, like, his entire life, and he'd totally forgotten about it, and you're just saying, I don't ever want to have a moment like that, I'm Wanderbot, <laughs> I don't care about my youth. I mean, a There's lot of my younger stuff is like. Though. A lot of my younger stuff is definitely more like anime inspired, which uh -huh. it's not that I don't care to remember. It's just that I don't give a shit about remembering it. That's a lot and, of like, artists using dark it. past. Is I'm there, not even gonna say it was a dark phase. past. It's just like a past I don't give a shit about because it's like, mm -hmm. eh, this doesn't help me or interest me anymore because. Like, everyone has I their mean, really it's... shitty old drawings that look like, like someone trying to emulate Dragon Ball got... Z with the triangle eyes and everything. I got rid of I all never those. Did that. I threw all those away, and I feel really terrible for doing that. Yeah, see, I had the opposite effect. I was really cold one winter and threw all of my old drawings into a fireplace, and I was really warm, and I regret nothing. A lot so... of people put those drawings on the internet, and they can never escape their past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I've never done that, thankfully. <laughs> That's what yeah, deleting yeah, accounts are for. Oh, yeah. Three of I, us have DeviantArt accounts that I can look up right now and look at really uh, dumb pictures. I have a DeviantArt account that you're never going to find. I four don't of, think all you four can... of us have DeviantArt accounts. <laughs> I, I don't even think uh, DeviantArt.com... I don't even think my account still exists anymore. It did last, last time I looked, at least. Uh, yeah, which one? Don't take that shit down. I, I think got I some still... dumb pictures. 
A lot of I, I, I remember for a while you had a web comic series that was about your fractured inner psyche, about all the parts of your brain that are arguing with each other. Oh, you uh, mean Inside Out? Maybe I have I something like that. that. I haven't either. So I've it's got a picture. Worth. Well, that I guess we're a... not watching that for any Koof cast anytime soon. <laughs> I've got a... I don't feel really motivated to do so. It just didn't seem like it was my kind of jam. So I've got a photo manipulation in my gallery right now that is a dark hallway lit by one light, and it's great. It's grayscale, black and white, and there's three ladies with uh, gas masks and dresses. Which are which are all stock images of the same person in three different poses. Where one of them is the solid one, the other two are like ghostly after images, and a third girl in a in a white skirt down on the ground, like looking at the ground with both of her hands on the ground, and they're like her. There's darkness going up her arms, like she's being corrupted, and on the floor it says, "Help me." Keith, Keith, Keith. Have you ever heard of the word phrase "a picture's worth a thousand words"? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> this is. This Can is we like, see the picture? This is. This is teenage bullshit <laughs> it sounds horrible it's amazing teenage bullshit of like what the fuck was i this is the and it's i can't even fully claim teenage is the shittiest part oh my god yeah so i made this oh. apparently when i was 18 which what? so 18? i can, I can, I can you were barely, way too old i can barely even make fun of it being teenager i was just like i had access to photoshop and was fucking with things <laughs> i i don't even why <laughs> Why did you even? Why did you even it fucking bother? Like, it like, looks like the alternate is album a, art for a My Chemical Romance single. Keith is a very late bloomer. Apparently, <laughs> uh, let's just say things got better when I started taking my own pictures. <laughs> did they though? I, I mean, they were not that. At least they're not a Lincoln Park album. <laughs> I mean, you, I you can got... feel the angst. It's like. Splashing like, on my this is face. literally this this next image is literally the same year. Okay, quick question. How <laughs> close how close to this this why were you doing this was when you quit uh World of Warcraft specifically? Because I think um, there's a correlation. Why were you now doing both? Why the were same you time? working on cinematography for how it's made with this like weird waterfall image? Oh, I was at a I was at a uh I was at a place to, to uh, go, like, spelunking into this place called the Morning ah. Cavern, which is amazing looking on the inside. And up, up top, they had an old, like, museum exhibit of, like, an old, uh, like, gold panning location. The gold panner uh, uses specialized tools to get the gold out of the water. A pan. <laughs> the <laughs> a <end>. pan <laughs> for golding a river with gold in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's some funky music like behind it. I love how it's made. But damn, is it fun to parody. <laughs> I would wake up to go to class and I would turn on how it's made at 8 a.m. And I that's a great thing to wake up to because it's just like industrious, informative, and completely like non-offensive. Which is I, perfect to see it like eight in the morning. I just had a period of time where I had a relatively cheap camera, but it was big and clunky <laughs> looking, so it felt felt like it was a good camera. And I just had access to color filters, and I'm like, let's and do a dog, shit. Apparently, is <laughs> <laughs> this the shit chihuahua uh, we're talking about? No, that's a that's a yellow lab. The oh. yellow lab has a tongue yeah. with many spots on it. She died of an autoimmune disease. Yay! Yay! Childhood. <laughs> 
And by childhood, I mean being like 19. Back on the topic of uh, Factorio, though, just as a brief thing, like, if you guys have, since you guys have played through a lot of it, did you find the progression of that game really strange? It's completely all over the place. Because, like, you, th- you keep, like, the first, I would say, like, six hours or so when you're, like, you're building a series of tracks and you're gathering resources and you're figuring out the next level of complexity of way to, so ways to combine these resources feels supernatural for, like, that chunk of time. And, and then, then it just then gets it weird. It gets yep. weird, like, three times and then it ends. <laughs> Where there's, like, well, it's just multiple stages start, of, like, they kind of almost s- delete the purpose of your... You start automating the process of automating things, and then, like, that gets really weird, and it just kind of breaks down. You start, like, making meta-automation to your builds, and then it becomes unfun, and then you win, and then you're like, I guess that was Factorio. We're looking forward to playing that in a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be our thing to do after, uh, after we finish Dark Souls, I guess. Yeah. Yep. One of many. There's actually, I looked this up. There's a lot of games on Linux that, like, uh, Borderlands, for example. We can continue all birds in uh, in uh, Seattle. Yeah, I looked at that list. We're not going to go for wanting. I have no, no idea how I'll record and edit it, but there's some great oh, stuff. Oh, because you're going to be stuck with a Linux computer for a while? Exa- uh, yep. For the whole summer, which oh. is why I'm, yep. which is why I'm uh, pushing so hard to do, like, Dark so Souls and a bunch of stuff you need a bunch of low-requirement right games that work on Linux. Yeah, exactly. But it looks like Dark Souls will get me through to early July, and I've already pretty much beaten the game, so I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of okay for the backlog there. Yep. What the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> I, I've kind of given up on what the hell anything is anymore. It's like it's like you were trying to make those weird like optical illusion pictures, but you didn't do it. I, uh, it's a photograph I took at a Pismo Beach that I decided to abstract instead of using the photo. Dude, why? <laughs> I had a big like, I, had a on, I need to look up what this reminds me of. I was overly obsessed with like color gradients and stuff like that. He thought it was a really fancy pants uh, photomancer. It looks like this. <laughs> it looks like you were trying to do this and you didn't do it. <laughs> here, here you go, chat. <sighs> what the look fuck? At, there's oh, a. That's crazy. And then there's. I was expecting something shitty. B. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't expecting something, you something good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say I failed at making something that was already bad. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So what do you guys want to talk about next? Does anyone have anything uh, to bring to the table? I mean, we honestly have not talked about Dark Souls 3 yet. We talked about not, Undead not Settlement. Undead Settlement, yeah. Yeah. And then we stopped... And I'm currently playing Dark Souls 3 because I'm like, shit, I don't have, like, any Estus flasks. <laughs> Are you trying to like, collect I more legitimately... Estus flasks for a co-op series? Yeah! I'm actually like... down a couple of Estus flasks, too. I'm, like, at, like, 9 or, like, 7 or something. I have, like, 11 now. It's much better. 11 plus 7. I'm trying to follow up on opinions that were said last time we talked about Dark Souls, but now it's been so long I can't remember what you guys were talking about. I don't remember. I'm going to restate it. I like it. <laughs> I th- I think I personally like Dark Souls 2 a little bit better just because um, I feel like this one might have been in- influenced a little bit too much by Bloodborne. Um, the like, really fast bosses, 
are still beatable, obviously, but I don't enjoy them as much as, like, the slow, heavy-hitting bosses yeah. that you kind of learn. Because, uh, let's take Pontiff, for example. I have mm-hmm. no idea how to fight Pontiff. I only beat him because I started shooting him in the face with a bow, and then realized I could block all of his attacks, and then just started, moved in close and face-rolled him until... So, I the same way, thing, same thing you do with Dancer, effectively. <laughs> I haven't fought Dancer yet. Oh. I actually have not had the chance to play this game in, like, a while, because huh. time and other things. People were actually a little mad at me, because I defeated both Pontiff and Dancer in three and two attempts each. And I they're think supposed Dancer to be, like, the took hardest me bosses. four attempts, and Pontiff it took, took me, me about half four. An hour. Because once you just pull out a shield, it's just like, oh... All right, there went that challenge. Yeah, interestingly, yeah. Dancer specifically has a reputation for being this incredibly difficult boss that obliterates people, but everyone within our little social circle and our little Slack chat and everyone who's uh-huh. not part of our series but also is playing the game in parallel is all saying that they beat Dancer in a few attempts and it was no big deal. You know, I wouldn't I be surprised if... I, I had gun more problems with Gundir, champion. That's normal, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, he was tough um, compared to Dancer. I, I wouldn't be surprised... If a lot of people had trouble with Dancer, because Dancer um, didn't fit Bloodborne. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case either, yeah. Big sweeping attacks all over the place. That's been an interesting thing well, about the influence of, of Bloodborne, not just on the game, but on the community. On the, is yeah, that definitely. if you watch somebody playing Dark Souls 3 now, there's a pretty decent chance you'll see people who d- either don't equip a shield or just never actually hit L1 to use it ever. And if they're running around with a the shield they're not using because they're just it's not part of their like their mental like system of mm. how they handle things anymore. And, like that even hurt that even hit me too. As like I, some a lot of people learned with Bloodborne, so they never knew how to use a shield. But in my case, mm-hmm. I got used to using a shield for a while. But then had to I defeat actually... some of the harder parts of Dark yeah. Souls two without using a shield. But then by the time mm-hmm. I got to like. Scholar of the First Sin and Bloodborne, which Scholar of the First Sin came out within a, within like a month of Bloodborne, or with, actually within mm-hmm. a week of Bloodborne, so I had to deal with both at the same time. I just had to dump shields from my brain for a while because I couldn't switch back and forth, and suddenly I find myself constantly not using them very often. Like a shield's like my cautious item that I'll use. Like I'll be walking through a new environment and I'll have my shield raised in case of surprises and stuff like that. But if it, whenever mm-hmm. it's time, like, I'm having trouble with this boss, and it's attempt five, and we've got to hunker down, I hunker down by literally unequipping my shield and just going full, like, I'm just rolling and stabbing the whole time. Like, I, it's not part of how I defeat hard things anymore, which is crazy. Cause it's that used really to be crazy. That's, what, that's um, kind of been the experience for me as well. I basically de-equipped my shield, got through to about Anorlando. And then uh, I was like, I need to start using my shield more often. Yeah. And then I did, and it became easier again. It's weird, though, that, like like you said, with Dark Souls 2, having a shield ended up being kind of a hindrance, like, for about the last half of the game. Yeah. Or the DLC so, like, bosses a lot of the bosses, fast they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the DLC bosses were really fast. Yep. But they also, like, would smack you around really hard. Like, I'm thinking specifically Fugue Knight. Like, blocking him was a wasted effort. Yep. Um... The, that whole the samurai guy was blocking felt blockable. like a wasted effort. <laughs> all three yeah. of those bosses, because they're Fume Knight and Smelter Demon and Alon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of all of which, like Alon, alone you could block, um, but it would still drain your stamina pretty hard. Um, but yeah, the other two were totally unblockable. Um, the third expansion, 
blocking was actually pretty okay. It worked mm-hmm. on the it worked like the, on the tigers, which was basically the only boss. It worked on the tigers, and it totally worked on the the actual king when it wasn't using a mm-hmm. with he, fire. Yeah, like the thing about well, Dark Souls Three the, uh, though is that they've actually nerfed defense. Like, not only does yeah. the game constantly reward you for being aggressive the way that Bloodborne does, but people have noticed pretty quickly that the enemies have reduced poise and are more, more likely to be stunlocked by attacks that they wouldn't be in previous games, meaning that if you're aggressive, mm-hmm. you yep. can also often win. So, like, I had more trouble with those knights in the first area with their big shields because I yeah. was always trying to be played cautiously when actually being aggressive yep. yes. works really well. Yeah, I was trying to, I I was trying to fight them the like I was. Bastards. But on, that on top lap, of that, though, is people so have found that poise <laughs> basically isn't a stat in Dark Souls 3 for, for the player. It's a glitch. I think they're going to change that, but yeah, that's a really, really weird change. And uh, I, I, I haven't seen any statement from, from Software about it yet. And the thing about them is mm-hmm. you can never tell. Because, like, mm-hmm. for the longest time, they talked about the durability issue in Dark Souls 2 as being a gl- Like, everyone thought assumed it was a glitch because your durability just went down twice as fast on PC because the, the frame rate being twice as fast. Yep. But then the game came out on on console for a scholar of the first sin at 60 frames per second and had the same issue and they didn't change it and at some point you just have to assume it's working as intended or something because it's it'd be the easiest thing ever to just be like double things like double the durability on things or cut in half some of it like just do the basic like cut in half the value of durability effects and stuff like that but they didn't for years <laughs> so you have to you have to wonder like is poise just supposed to be work, working this way now of just like basically not a thing because it's weird, because it does change things. Yeah, I guess it's... I think From probably wanted to do poise, like, traditionally or something, and then decided, eh, never mind. Well, no, no, they didn't do it right, and they're like, eh, whatever, we won't we won't fix it, it seems to be working. I don't know, somebody sent an email, though, to, like, uh, Bandai Namco, and they said that they were well, going to be looking into trying to get that patched. Namco Bandai says a lot of things, though, but it's been proven kind of repeatedly here that they don't actually have that much of a um, handle on like what From Software does. Sometimes it just feels like it's their uh, PR department saying whatever sounds like they should probably say. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't True. be surprised if like Namco Bandai like genuinely. Uh, you know, wants to kind of respond to these issues and, like, help people out and whatnot. Uh, and mm-hmm. from it's just like, yeah, we're working on it. And they're just kind of like, well, okay. I guess. And that's just kind of the story. Because <laughs> I know... Um, they still haven't patched I, I, the damn hacker thing, either. Oh. Nope. I, I saw a patch earlier today. I checked people? the patch notes. Oh, they did? They actually patched it today? Good. Well, they patched it, but... I checked we'll the, the background for that. See anything specifically about it? I don't think it. we talked about it on the podcast yet. We did. Yeah, we did. Oh, we haven't oh. talked about it on the podcast. You're right. Yeah, we've talked about it. Did we? Wait, we talked about it briefly on the podcast like two weeks ago. I can never tell anymore because we talked about can, you can, too many you can things. Re- we can refresh it anyway. As a quick recap, there was a hack in Dark Souls Three where you could make a some sort of a special weapon where if you attacked somebody, it would give them souls, which would get them banned because they thought the game would think they were hacking. And that's Super horrifying. Up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on the topic of Souls type stuff, uh, I finished the Neo Alpha, and I think Wander did too. Oh yeah, so, you can talk about uh, that. I I never beat the boss. Like I fought him, I beat him down, but died at the same time. Oh. And then uh, it reset the boss, and I'm like, all right, I'm done for the night. Like my eyes hurt because I did it all in three <laughs> I hours. Thought you, I thought I thought you said before that you beat it. Yeah. Well, I. I count that as beating it. Well, there's two, but there's two areas and two footage. bosses. 
Oh, so you've probably you only serious? seen half the game, huh? God damn, okay. that's why it took you so long. Yeah, it's, well, a, it's a pretty whatever. big demo, actually. Huh. Was the area designed for... Wait, okay, question. Are we are we talking the boss on the ship with the two balls? Yeah. Or is that the first boss or the second boss? That's the first boss. You literally enter okay. a map screen like it's Monster Hunter to enter a different map to go to the next level. Wow. It, huh. it is not Dark Souls connected maps, at least in the current version. They How could many episodes be, they, did you end up making uh, Wander for your series? I didn't. My footage was so unbelievably fucked that I bought a new Elgato. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that's he lost right. the whole okay. thing. Hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I, I had the like, footage. The, the final it's game just might be unusable. You know, like it might be one continuous map, and it could be like an alpha. They're like, we finished these two zones. Fuck it, put them in this map together, <laughs> and put up a wall where you normally leave or whatever the hell. But uh, in the current version, like I, like the game is both interesting and does a lot of things that I, I currently hate. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I appreciated it, but I didn't. It, I didn't find myself enjoying the. Yeah. I like um. I, I think if the level design had been, like, Dark Souls quality, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot. Because the whole blocking, stance, poise, key, everything was, like, it was cool. And it had, like, a lot of good ideas. But the level design was, like, here's a bunch of ho- shitty houses that we just slapped down. Here's a bunch of enemies. They have really limited aggro radiuses for kind of weird reasons. Um, but, like, good luck, because if they notice you, you're fucked. Because uh, oh, yeah. fighting, fighting more than is, you're two people, more or less. Yeah, like I kind of figured out eventually that I could do low stance on spear and just run in and start wailing on people, and it would uh, it would ruin them. But only for the basic guys. If there's a single uh, guy that was smart enough to block in the entire group, I was doomed. Um, and I didn't enjoy that because, like Dark Souls, you can fight like four enemies at a time and probably be okay because they're slower. Assuming so you're you can doing kind well, of strafe and yeah. maneuver around them. It helps partly because Dark Souls has much more open environments, so you have yeah. usually have time, uh, space to maneuver and circle around and and keep, try to clump them up or sp- or split them up as you see fit. Whereas in Neo, yeah. huge chunks of the game are are kind of like places that are functionally hallways. So you find yourself just trying to trying to move backwards, basically, while things are chasing you. But they're moving faster. They're they're moving forward faster than you can move backwards. And also, you sooner or later, you're just going to back into either another enemy or like an actual edge or wall or something, and also and just be fully screwed. But the thing about the level design was interesting is that the uh, on one hand, I agree, it's kind of shitty and boring, and like the st- the actual details are not there, and there's there's kind of like it the level itself feels really uninspired. The one cool touch was that they did totally have Dark Souls design sensibilities there of like having a big level with one specific spawn point that you're stuck with for like the entire yeah. time and then making a series of and a couple of shortcuts and yeah yeah that's like, actually really the idea was there that's fully but emphasized the execution... in the second level which only has one spawn point in the entire level yes but like the second level is I, a I big just... it's basically a big square with a river going down the middle that splits and so you go you can go slightly along the bank and cut and like cross like a few bridges and stuff like that and yeah, at any point you can fall in the river and walk around down there but it's just like it's like a six foot tall like riverbank where it's like those those sheer cliffs that you get from erosion but throughout the area you can knock down a series of trees to create bridges out of there and those are permanent that's cool so you use the river yeah. as a shortcut tree for the entire map basically even all the way up to like pretty much the boss fight which is basically yeah, I like, a, that. like uh, what's the name of the lightning pokemon legendary Raikou? Uh, the Zapdos? dog? 
Yeah, Raikou. There we go. Yeah, the, the final boss of what? the uh, of the Neo uh, yeah, a... Alpha is a Raikou. <laughs> it's one of the three legendary dogs. Bird. Yeah, it is. It looks exactly oh, like silver. That thing. I got gotcha. That's the final yeah. boss of the of the Neo demo. Is a, is a lightning dog. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> With all those yeah, weird I... da- details of like this looks like a Japanese cartoon. I like. I like. I liked the idea of that. The other thing I didn't like the art style was atrocious. The like. If the if the levels had looked nice, I think I would have been more cool with them. But it was just like shitty shack after shitty like gray low textured shack. Like it looked like it was kind of early mid PS3 as opposed to a PS4 game. Yeah, which I did not like at all. There was a a certain sense of like this is so stereotypically like Japanese samurai setting with no particular like special flourish or details to it. It's just literally like. It practically looked like a series of stock photos in, in some degree of like, yes. this is a dark samurai movie, but it's a video game. It's like, it looked like, like a Western kinda, studio was making a Japanese game. Yeah, like I was kind of hoping it would be, um, I, I I mean, it's way too late, but at first when I saw it, I was like, oh man, with the with the like little spirit things, so I was like, oh, that'd be really cool if they had kind of like an Okami feel to it. Yeah. And it doesn't. I mean, you find yourself wishing that the like, environment looked half as creative as all the monsters do, which are all yeah. these crazy things. Which honestly, like if you look up any of those monsters, you get you get like paintings that look exactly like the guy in the game. So it's not like they were the most creative designs ever, but it was just so you much know, more fantastic. Folklore than the it's based off of is cool. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like shitty Japanese fishing village, and you're like, eh. Like, if it had a really nice aesthetic, or it was, like, really fun and interesting, I would have probably been more inclined to finish it despite the lost footage, but it just was such a bland world that it was hard to, like, bring myself to do it. But I can totally respect what they were doing, and I'm glad that somebody else is trying to uh, compete with, like, the Dark Souls uh, setup. Someone kind of besides Lords of the, Lords of the it, Fallen. Yeah, I, I guess I would actually put it in the exact same... Uh, vain as Lords of Lords of the Fallen, which is yeah tried, failed, but not a bad attempt. It's just if you're trying to compete with Dark Souls, you better like bring your A game, and they didn't. For me, I wasn't thinking brought- a whole lot about the art style because I was distracted by specific ways that some of it was implemented, and like more on like a from a gameplay standpoint, like how the visuals affected that, and that was rough sometimes because the game is incredibly dark. A lot of the time, even if yes. you turn up the bright, like I, I, whenever I enter any game, I go to the default brightness and then I go like up to basically by default is my. I is wish sort of I could also change so dark. I don't like, understand yeah, I why they do this. Yeah, looking at this uh, game, really like wish... you basically, you you might as well just max out that brightness slider. But, yeah, like, I, I, think I, I did. I, I think I watched a little bit of like two best friends playing it afterwards, and they did. I think they did max out the brightness slider, and still I'm watching them play. I'm like, I can't see shit. Like, there's a part where they're on a <laughs> roof, and there's a hole in the roof that they fell in before and died, and they come back, and like, I can see where the hole is. I can't really see the hole. <laughs> like, it's right <laughs> there, and I still can't really see it because this game is so weirdly dark. And, like, they have all those press photos. They're like, this is the released photo of how cool our game looks. It's going to go on all the gaming blogs. And guess what? They contrast the shit out of those photos artificially in a way that the game doesn't look like. It's like the Uncharted 4 thing. Are they they trying to, like, uh, accommodate different TV designs or something? Like, what could possibly be it? No. So it just feels dumb to me that if they have to contrast the photos that much to sell the game, maybe they should realize the game should look like that. (laughs) Did you hear about the the Uncharted? uh, So I can play it. (laughs) 
Did you guys hear about the Uncharted 4? I'm not going to say controversy, but like the whole like, here's what Uncharted 4 looks like for E3, like last year or like two years ago. Uh-huh. And then when it comes out, it looks still very good for a PS4 game, but like not nearly as good as their like rendered in engine captured on PS4 oh, yeah. thing, which is just whatever. That's called, um, that's how Sony releases work. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much like any game. So Nio, they did it the same. But I want to say, uh, I really wish games had a saturation and a contrast slider for oh, all yeah. their games too. So I mean, because I would not just limited to the TV, right? Like you want to actually be able to like do it on a game per game basis. Because like Dark Souls right now, I still think the game is a little bit on the kind of gray brown, uh-huh. and I wish I could like pump up the blues a little bit to get kind of the Bloodborne look. Yeah, yeah. And for um, me, like Neo, still oh, a sort of Plank in progress that, sort of game actually. And I'm, I'm yeah. just praying that Neo, at some point in production, will just look at screenshots of Bloodborne and see mm-hmm. how you can make a game that takes place entirely at night, but have it not feel like I'm blind the whole time. And Because I yeah. have to have reflexes and timing and positioning and all these things that I'm working on. And if you can't see what you're doing, it really fucks with everything. Oh, yeah. And, the, and on top of that, like, I found that I had way more, like, even though they would kick my ass a lot and it was really frustrating, I found myself having more fun when I was fighting an Oni than when I was fighting a human. Because yeah. yeah, the Onis were interesting. The humans were just like, block them until they're out of stamina, then you hit them a bunch. For me, it wasn't Onis, just you could not do that. It wasn't just the interesting part, but also the fact that, like, when you lock onto somebody, the camera sticks directly behind you, facing the enemy. And a lot of these enemies are hunched over like slouchy peon humans everywhere. So when you go into melee in them, you, they literally disappear into your own silhouette. And you're like, I can't see my enemy now. And they're going to hit me back, but I might not know when they do it, which is kind of fucked for yep. like being able to react to things. So suddenly I get a really good understanding of why throughout all of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, even when someone's supposedly a human and part of a story with a human's backstory and they, by all accounts they're human, they're still like 10 feet tall for some reason. Because I can see what they do when I fight them. So it's better for gameplay. So who gives a shit if it makes sense entirely? Like... That was the part of Neo where I'm like, I whenever I fought anything that was roughly my size, it would actually sometimes just disappear behind my character. And I'm like, sure hope I don't... Oh, I'm dead. Well, going back again. And that, that was just infuriating. Yeah. I actually found myself um, kind of wishing that the people that made Nio worked with the people that made Lords of the Fallen. Because they both have great game design elements... And it's the complete opposite of the other's game. So Nio had, like, really good, interesting combat, and, like, it, it was flowed really well. in a way that Lords of the Fallen but, like, wasn't. But it looks, it looks like shit, and, you know, wasn't that interesting of an environment or anything like that. The monsters were interesting. Whereas Lords of the Fallen had terrible combat, not very responsive, but the environments, I have to say, were unique and interesting, more or less across the board. Um... And, like, the visual design for the armor in Lords of the Fallen was pretty good, too. Yeah, and, a little too Warcraft like, for me of the exaggerated pauldrons yeah, and shit, but it was... Yeah. It at least worked but it was for a interesting. video game. Yeah, and so I, I feel like if you cut both games in half, mush them together, you get one really shitty game and one actually, like, comparable to Dark Souls, if not, like, a unique form. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I and, and both of them kind like, of get certain elements. Like both games have the fe- the feeling of like make this uh, level that feels big the first time, but as you unlock shortcuts, you realize how compact and like self like like how much it folds 
<clears throat> how much it folds back onto itself and everything like that. And they both kind of seem to sh- understand how to make a boss fight work. But in both cases, they like both games specifically fall flat when it's trying to replicate the outside of a boss fight uh, Dark Souls experience where you're kind of like, this part kind of sucks. Like this part yep. feels like it's an afterthought, but it's the majority of the experience. And everyone talks about the Dark Souls boss fights and how tough it is and everything, but the levels themselves are still a really big part of why we care about those games, even if they don't specifically get cited as much as, as the uh, boss fights do. Yeah, like right now I'm actually going through uh, sections of Dark Souls that we that you guys made me sprint past because I'd never been through them before <laughs> and I need the loot from them. Um and, like, honestly, my favorite part of Dark Souls 3 is not the boss fights. No, it's, it's exploring. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Like, I really like the boss fights in Dark Souls 2. I felt like a lot of them were fun and iconic and different. But the level design definitely was a little bit flat in a lot of areas. The level design in this is, like, I'm, I'm back in the ethereal dungeon. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's actually really nice. And... It's, um, it's been interesting seeing the uh, the backlash with Dark Souls 3 because there's a backlash with every Dark Souls game once there's oh, yeah, expectations of built of any kind because everyone has different ideas of what the series should be and stuff. Because Dark yeah. Souls 2, the big criticism people had was that uh, there was too many like big guy with sword boss fights. It's like giant, big dude armor going to crush you so hard type boss fights showing up where it's always a, a big human. And they were disappointed because of how they wanted more monsters and stuff like there were in previous games where you were fighting like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Was a regular thing that you'd say when you walked into a, a Dark Souls boss fight or a Demon Souls boss fight. And so it's been interesting watching how they have gone in the complete opposite direction with with uh, Dark Souls 3 to a point that now they're, now they're just disappointing other people <laughs> in some level. Or I like all these games, and I'm pretty happy with what I've gotten in general. But yeah, it's been it's it's watching interesting watching the counter the counter response happen because Dark Souls three has a relatively small chunk of have like of like truly difficult bosses, and instead focuses on like with its 19 boss budget has a surpri- has a fairly decently large number of boss fights that are just like here's a crazy idea we had that you'll never see anywhere else in this game. It's basically like this like the Crystal Sage is this like this crazy thing that like is completely inseparably uh, different from all of the other boss fights in the game or like deacons of the deep yeah. and stuff like that. Where, like they just yeah, go they, full weird. They definitely had some really fun ideas. Oh yeah. Which I have been fully appreciative of across the board. But, um, but the thing about gimmicky uh, from software boss fights is that they tend to be easy. <laughs> and so now yeah, people are crying uh, foul about them not being enough hard boss fights in the Hi, game. Hi Lord Molnir. Very easy yeah, fight. I think Wolnir is the perfect example of a super memorable easy fight. <laughs> yeah, or like bullshit hard for unknown reasons. Oh yeah. Okay. Wolnir might so I just be the worst fight in the game. Like it's really cool to look at. High Lord Volnir, when you look at that boss fight, he seems cool and everything. Like it's a cool idea behind it and stuff's going on. Like I'm like, wow, that's neat. But in practice you either have zero difficulty with the fight or you suddenly get killed by poison with with almost no explanation of what happened and it happens so fast you can't even realize what was happening and that's like the only two experiences you have with that fight like a lot of people who don't know the games very well even will be like those are they'll probably do two attempts where they die abruptly with no real understanding of what happened and then a third attempt where he dies super fast and in all three cases they're like well, that that seemed like a cool fight but i'm like really unsatisfied <laughs> 
and that's that's unfortunate. But it's when they throw gimmicks around, and frankly, he's at least not painful because they there's been experimental from software fights in the in the past that are actually awful to experience at times. And so, like, there's like one or two of those in Demon Souls. The one thing I hate about Souls games, and I just ran into this. I hate it when an enemy has like two hit points left. And you're like, did I kill him? Did I not? I can't tell. Like you want like some sort of special uh, confirmation of like the health bar like flashes or does something crazy when it dies just so you can get or like, a like it notice. explodes or fades out of existence. Yeah, something yeah, obvious. Because there's the counterpoint when too s- when you think you're de- you think you died and you didn't and you could have saved yourself but yeah. you thought you were dead already. Yeah, and it's just like I would I I was fighting a mimic and. For whatever reason, all of his textures just disappeared, and it was black and just, like, it stopped moving because I hit it, and I'm like, Did, is it dead? Like, it doesn't look like... Oh, nope, it's still skittering towards me. And, like, I didn't mind too much, but it was definitely a f- frustration of, like, uh, game design. <laughs> I think, we're po- I think oh, our well. podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're our ramping up to go play Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is like talking about Nio with uh two people that haven't played it as well. Oh yeah. I haven't played it. And Andrew doesn't One of which is decidedly <laughs> not a uh any sort of souls like games also. It's oh, yeah. a little bit hard for that person. This is the part where Andrew makes loving contact with his with his webcam or goes to check on his chickens. <laughs> I was gonna say now it's chicken time, isn't it? I, oh yeah, I, I should have checked chicken cam over the course of the stream. I just been reading manga. I just don't. <laughs> I just switched over to doing Dark Souls PvP. Uh, okay. Damn it, another Fight Club. <laughs> Sorry, I was. I figured you guys were talking about something I really didn't give a shit about, so I just tuned it out. <laughs> I am. I am. I am fighting Fire Poker guys. Fuck the Fire Poker guys. Yeah, I think we should segue sometime right about now. No, it's, pro- it's probably time to call it. Two people have decided to start doing other tasks that aren't the podcast, and that's only going to. Well, I've been playing. I've been that playing only Dark Souls reduces their engagement in future conversations. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed talking about Totoro. We'll talk oh, about yeah. uh, Spirited Away next week. All I'm right. looking forward to seeing that movie for sure. Everyone watch Spirited Away if you haven't already, and we'll uh, talk about that next yep. episode. You guys have cool. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew loves these homework assignments because he doesn't watching. have to do anything. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yep. I love it. All right, we are playing on his home turf. It'd be worse if I was like, okay, everyone. Neither do you, I. It was like, you have to go watch Don Giovanni over the weekend. Yeah, you guys have fun <laughs> with that, not doing that. Nope. <laughs> I'll we got to go watch notes. that one 10-hour movie that Andrew saw. <laughs> what? What 10-hour movie? Glorious Bastards? The Third Kingdom, I think it's called. Oh, that. Oh, Remember yeah. That? Or it was like a six-hour movie or something dumb like that. Yeah. Just, like, a story about somebody trying to, like, basically, like show that movie to their family on Christmas or something. <laughs> and they were like, thing huh, to do. this entire Christmas celebration is going to be spent watching this movie. <laughs> that's like that's trying to introduce, that's like trying to introduce your grandparents to Cards Against Humanity. It's like, just don't, no, it's not going to work out the, the way you want it. I just the experience of awkwardly watching a movie while doing like a, like a family celebration thing. Yeah. Like we all got together for Mother's Day and my uncle just kind of got bored and just put on Deadpool. Oh, okay. So oh, Deadpool no. was just playing, and I'd never seen Deadpool before. So like, this is my first viewing of Deadpool. But uh-huh. 
I had the I had like the the shitty airplane experience basically because I'm trying to watch this movie, but people who don't give a shit about it are on the other side of the house talking constantly, and so and it's a movie where the dialogue is like half of the comedy of like half half the of the uh, jokes. Besides, like obviously there's a bunch of physical stuff too, but like yeah, so like yeah. I'm trying I'm, ex- I'm I'm it's not the best experience like watch a comedy while straining to tell what people are saying the entire time. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not something you want to watch in a loud environment. Yeah, I watched a Fight Club on a plane. That was <laughs> a crappy idea. Yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> shitty such idea. Such a bad I, idea. I, I just, I just like the uh, combination of Fight Club on a plane, like snakes on a plane. plane. Oh, <laughs> just like a separate <laughs> movie entirely, and just starts it, beating the shit out of each it, other. <laughs> it, it's one of those planes that does the parabolic parabolic arcs up and down, so it has like zero gravity. And uh-huh. as soon as it hits zero gravity, everybody just starts beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> and then gravity resumes, and everybody's like, "All right, we're done." They should just Back it in, they boys. should show Final Destination on planes. I mean, Fight Club had a plane crash scene. Does it? I don't remember yeah. that. Yep. I, I mean, if that's the case, that. you might as well, like, the best thing you could do is just keep rerunning the old, uh, like, CNN footage of 9-11. Like, that's the <laughs> best thing you could do to keep people you know, like, not freaking out on a plane. <laughs> it's just like, oh. Is it the best thing, though? Because like, well, it like, sounds re- like the worst thing. It, yeah. it kind of is, is the Is this best. reverse psychology for fear? Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> like. What we're talking yeah. about? That was, that's like that I've had, I have a grandfather who's like afraid of flying. And so like the way I so made him feel. Did you show him 9-11 footage? Well, well, no, like the way I made him feel better was like, uh, was like, well, in a car, you're going to die way more often. Like you have way better chance of dying in a car because you're in it all the time. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to go out to work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't worry. The worst case scenario, you're going to die. Statistically, that's, that's the highest average. So, yeah. I, I was having a conversation with Shell, and she was uh, she was talking about being afraid of like dying on a plane. And cars are way like, scarier. Yeah, cars are way scarier. I think the point is like with a car, you feel like you have at least some level of control and survivability. But like but if a plane's going no down, you're pretty much fucked. Screw up! It's because somebody else screwed up. Yep. It's an, it's yeah, an entire generally. cloud of idiots, and you pass by hundreds oh. of them every day. And you're yeah, traveling okay. at a million billion miles what, per hour in an other... explosive bullet. Yeah, you need That's one other point. Explosions. <laughs> so, so one, one other point before we go. Um, Bird, you read legal advice, right? Still? Or yeah. not? Is it a good one? Okay. Did you see the thread uh, a couple days ago about the guy going 130 miles an hour in a 45 driving to his driver's test? Uh, nope. I'm not in for him. Uh, he got a ticket for it, and it did not sound like it was nearly bad enough because he he said he wasn't going to do it again on that road, probably. Um, But, like, his sentence structure was atrocious and everything like that. (laughs) And I think he was trying to, like, oh, right. Um, He was was trying to, his car got impounded and he wanted to steal his own tires to put on another car of his so he could keep driving uh, instead of paying to get his car out of the impound lot um, and stuff like that. But, like, the story just kept unfolding. Did he get any points on his license? I have no idea, but it just... The story kept unfolding and unfolding, and I'm I'm pretty sure he's like out in the middle of nowhere, where like they're a little bit lighter on these things just because whatever. Um, but like he routinely drove like 40 miles over the speed limit uh, as like a 14 year old uh, with like a driver's permit had been like arrested several times already. I was just reading and reading and reading. I'm like I'm afraid to ever be in a car now if this guy can literally <laughs> still drive. 
Uh, I mean, I, we're all around I, you. Nothing yeah, scarier than yeah. trying to track how often people are texting. Yeah, I don't. I don't have yes. time. I don't have time to drive the speed limit. I, there's like other things I have to do in my life, so I'm just gonna go as fast as it takes. I drive in and a city. He, here's your there homework. is no such thing as speed limits. Here's your homework, audience. If you want to scare the shit out of yourself about cars, just every time you're at a four way intersection waiting for other cars to drive by and everything, just look at the drivers. Just see how many of them are actually looking forward while they cross an intersection. It's like <laughs> they're not. They're not. There's like five people driving blind next to each other at once, and some of them have 18 wheels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucked up and terrifying. (laughs) So you're welcome, audience. Self-driving cars, man. Can't wait for that. I really want them to happen. Should we segue now? We're going to... I mean, this is too many final notes. Just as one little thing, though, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm curious. have Have you guys actually seen Deadpool? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you guys like it? Eh. Enough. That, that's kind of what I thought the reaction would be. Yeah. <laughs> it got hyped I, up, I, but I enjoyed think it's seeing it the first the time. By this thing of like people being like, oh my god, it's a superhero movie. It's rated R, and we want more of this. So we're going to overhype how good this was to make more of the thing we like happen, as opposed to like yeah. it being that great. I, I think if it had a better, like, actual plot, I would have liked it more. Exactly. Because the jokes and the yes. visuals were on point. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the sequel because it's Cable and Deadpool, which means it's actually going to have a plot, which is probably going oh, yeah. to be Cable focused. And Deadpool is just going to be there being Cable's uh, zany uh, prisoner. That was a definite problem okay I had that. with the movie was that it's it's so novelty oriented. We'll that save it for the, another podcast. Like the actual yeah. jokes are about novelty. Yeah. Like it'll True. five times in the movie, he looks at the camera and says, "Yeah, this is what kind of movie this is." And I'm like, <laughs> "Fucking, I get it already." This is going to be the prequel for the next time we discuss because I think we should also maybe resolve to go see the new Captain America movie. Oh, I've yeah. already seen or it. Something. I do want to see Captain America this week, so we'll talk about that next. Because I'm yeah, going to be good. Okay, I'm gonna, good luck with that. Uh, actually, we're gonna have to put it off one. Oh, um. Let's put it off till like next Monday night because I'm going to be busy on Sunday because yeah. Shell's coming to visit. Uh, all right, for, like, scheduling the very last time boring. So, so thanks yeah. for watching, everybody. Yeah. This is Tips yes, of Ten. You. All for watching. See you guys next time. <laughs> See you.